You know what? Amazon told me this was a good camera. Amazon is full of liars and bots. I think they're mostly bots. (laughs) You think all the reviews are bots? Honestly, I am fairly certain. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, I I, I want to explain something, but like I'm too lazy. Well, I'm not too lazy, but I'm like, maybe we should say hello before we start talking. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now tell us. <laughs> do you actually want to? Yeah, start? I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like I, we do a lot of scraping for like hotel. Um, so like, let's say, I don't, I don't want to say the exact sites like on here, but like, let's say hotel <laughs> reviews. And it's like, it's crazy. You can totally tell that major hotel brands just like pay people in like other countries to like respond on behalf of the hotel. But also that like a ton of their reviews are like so obviously like the same with like one or two like keywords changed, which like reminds me of when like somewhere that we worked, you know, like there were certain reviews on Glassdoor and like all of them were just like slightly different, slightly different, slightly different. That might have that I think initially was HR, but then I think they actually hired people to like do that. Anyways, Mm -hmm. it's like very obvious on a large scale with some major hotel brands. Yeah. And like I've been on uh, some Amazon products before that the reviews are just like obviously fake. They're like, this toaster is great. It's on like a shaving kit or something. (laughs) And you're like, wow, you really can't even get the right products. So like, okay. You should look at my Instagram right now because I posted this like re- Amazon review yesterday. I was like trying to buy some tea. This was clearly not from a bot. Somebody's just like, I hate it. It's stinky oh, yeah. and smelly and like I, I don't like that. it. But then my friend linked me to like some other tea review. And like, you know, that there's like, I don't know how these things get started, but you know, there's these some products on Amazon that for some reason, these massive groups of people just keep making like parody reviews. Have you seen this? Uh, no, I have okay, not seen this. People will be like, like then it was like a different tea brand and people will be like, warning, like might cause a dead squirrel. And it's like, I like dropped this tea on the floor and my dog lapped it up. And then five minutes later he came in with a dead squirrel. But like every single <laughs> comment will just be like, warning, might cause extra strength. Like I drank this tea and then I accidentally like ripped my cabinet off. But like, I don't know who decides which products get these parody reviews but i've seen this before and i was trying to ask my friend but he wasn't like explaining to me so in summary the review system is a joke yeah it's a literal (laughs) it's a literal joke so you know what i do is i usually anything that i'm searching i just go like you know thing that i'm thinking of buying and add reddit at the end 100 because it's like the only place that i still trust which is amazing because reddit is filled with bots totally Um, but it's still just like you can see the wholesome and like thought out reviews and like it's way better um, for like larger products or platforms. The, the representatives, from, they tend to have representatives from the company that are pretty like um, transparent to the representatives. But I don't know if they have those people and fake people. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's this was like the whole idea behind trust pilot which is like that review system it's like one of the it's a company that has made probably quite a lot of money i don't know but they're like only thing is reviews and you like embed the reviews on different sites and a lot of companies use it to kind of have their reviews um feel well yeah like to build trust obviously it's built into the name but do they do anything around like detecting if reviews are from bots or like do you know what i mean because how is it different than any other 
I know. That's what I'm not sure of. Um, and I don't know if they do like a whole verified purchase thing. Or, uh, yeah. But even that, like if you are buying something that's like 10 bucks or even a hundred bucks on Amazon, if you get a, f- you have someone just buy the product a couple times. Totally. Then, yeah. Uh, they can leave a verified review and, and uh, you're like, trusting your purchasing decisions with i know <laughs> in my mind i was thinking like oh it'd be cool if you had a like uh let's say i don't know what exactly what trustpilot does but let's say something similar to that where you're pulling in all the reviews but then you would want to do some analysis to be like what's the chance that these are like by humans versus by bots like at minimum but then even actually that's then, a like, really good idea but people like you it'll be good for like a year and then people will just be able to game it so easily especially because i mean uh, it's tricky because then they actually just hire real humans, you know, who maybe live in like countries with lower wages. And so it's actually like a human review. There's less repetition, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's tricky. Yeah. You could probably filter out like a good 50% though of just oh, yeah. like if you were checking against some database of like, this is a complete oh, carbon copy uh, of another review. It's a pretty good idea yeah, to be honest. Even like, um, yeah, it it could be interesting to be like, you, you know, like on average reviews are like, I don't know, maybe this much similar, but then like they might be similar just because people are talking about the same things. Anyways, interesting concept. Another before we even get into anything remotely close to what we usually talk about on here, yeah. which is also not, you know, not too much. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was listening to this podcast and I forget what it was, but I'll I'll find it. And it was kind of around the concept of uh, AI and how we're able to kind of like generate a lot of human, um, like human text and even human voice now Mm -hmm. and how scary it is that we can do this stuff now. And you can, um, there was like some story. It was like, uh, what is it? Like, I'm going to Google it really quickly. Um, it was like a, a story that was generated by AI about, an uh like a unicorn or something like found and basically what you do is you feed in um you feed in like a few sentences or you can feed in a couple words and it will just start spewing out a whole bunch of text that is related to that and yeah. it was uh i think it was about like these unicorns in the mountains it gives it like two lines of that and then it just creates like a whole news article about like how they've found these unicorns in the mountains and like the stuff that it comes up with it like reads like a news story it's it's wild and it's just like so easy to fake things now that you really can't trust too much of what you get online even like beyond reviews it's getting into like the content that might be created for um for media so it's pretty scary time to be honest Totally. And like reviews are so much more simple than something like creating a story. And it's funny that you say that because I was listening to a different podcast recently and it was, there's a lot of these different bots now that are like, um, I guess you would call them therapy bots, but they're like, uh, like they're within different like therapy counseling apps, I guess. And so this one woman, um, she's some type of a scientific researcher, but I don't think related to AI, but she decided that she wanted to like start speaking to this bot. Um, and the nature of the algorithm is basically it kind of just starts mirroring whatever you put into it, right? Like kind of how you describe that story, but the, and it will ask you a lot of questions about you to gather information to kind of mirror 
you or like how it thinks that you might want to be spoken to. But then mm-hmm. this woman, like she had this whole idea where she was like, I want to actually treat it exactly kind of like a child and ask it a lot of questions. So every time the bot was asking her questions, instead she kept basically asking it questions. And I went through this whole journey of her basically like doing this for over a year for multiple hours a day. And by the end, like kind of documenting its progress and how its development was very similar to that of like a small child. Um, Like it's questioning, it's reasoning, the things it was coming up with. And by the end, like, yeah, it was coming up with like these full blown like poems and thoughts, which sounded like super introspective. And after the podcast, like she had gone through kind of all these poems that the AI had come up with and the the podcaster kind of revealed to her that it was a mishmash of like poems from a bunch of different other poets. And he was Mm -hmm. asking her like, how does that make you feel? And she was kind of like, it's really no different than us as humans. Like everything we do is basically just curated from everything we've been surrounded by, um, whether it's like obvious or not. So anyways, super fascinating. Um, That was on Invisibilia. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll have to link both of these up because yeah. I'm going to have to go back and dig up the uh, the other one. And it just like further solidified. I'm like, I'm a fucking computer, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm some simulation out here. The same as an AI. I don't know. Everything's too, everything's too similar now. Okay, wait. I'm going <laughs> to completely like rip off what the other podcast did and just read in like the input and a bit of the output because it's like... Okay incredible did you just do it i just found it they don't they don't actually let like they have deemed it too dangerous to release to the public because it's um you know it's it's crazy what you can do with this um and so yeah they gave it like this one paragraph which is which is human written which is in a shocking finding scientists discovered a herd of unicorns living in a remote previously unexplored valley in the andes mountains even more surprising to the researchers was the fact that the unicorns spoke perfect english okay so that's like the human written and then um this is what it generated or at least a little bit the scientists named the population after their distinctive horn ovid's unicorn these four-horned silver-white unicorns were previously unknown to science now after almost two centuries the mystery of what sparked this odd phenomenon is finally solved dr jorge perez an evolutionary biologist from the university of lopez and several companions were exploring the andes mountains when they found a small valley with no other animals or humans Perez noticed that the valley had what appeared to be a natural fountain surrounded by two peaks of rock and silver snow. Like, wow. (laughs) And And it just keeps going. It's crazy too, because they just, I think in the input, it was just like the Andes mountains. And then they like chose a university in like Peru, I think, or, or I don't yeah. know where yeah and then and then um in uh, in La Paz yeah and then the, yeah. the name of the professor is like it's Dr. Like, Jorge Perez exactly <laughs> yes yeah. so it's like so interesting yeah that you know they can wow that's crazy yeah it's it's nuts um we should probably get on to updates uh, yeah. do you yeah. want to I do you want to kick it off um yeah for sure so honestly like um in the past I don't know. I I went back to, I don't know where we left off last time. I was even forgetting which episode number because we went like episode zero, one, two. Um, But yeah, the past few days have been really just relaxing holidays and stuff. And it's been pretty nice to do that. Um, I say relaxing, but it's been also a lot of eating way too much and drinking too much as well. Um, Yeah. So not a lot of progress in the past few days, but 
um yeah i do have um i'm excited about like the upcoming contract that i have with my previous employer and it's kind of starting to sink in that now i'm like a you know i'm no longer a full-time employed person i'm gonna have to start figuring out where you know where the paychecks come from uh all the time i think that will really hit once that this contract is is up as well um but yeah so it's i'm still just getting adjusted to that and trying to figure out because um i want to get i want to balance well enough between contract work and also trying to start working on my own side projects Mm -hmm. and uh kind of torn on how much time i should be devoting to each and like what um you know whether i should kind of put a bit of time each day into both and kind of split my um my brain up into these two you know but it's it's harder to kind of focus on on two things at at the same time maybe um and so what i've done so far is neither <laughs> just kind <gone> of <laughs> a bunch of like you know christmas and family time um but i'm going to have to like play around with that and see see where it goes um, see what feels best. Um, it was actually really good. I, I posted something on, uh, I've been trying to also be a little more active on social media or like, um, related social media, I should say, um, like making a couple tweets and kind of like getting, uh, active in there. And it's, it's been good. Like I've found that I've been, uh, when I share with more intent or what I know what my kind of like um, goal is with with social media, then it, it really guides the kinds of posts that I, I put up. And so it will be mostly about like sharing knowledge and like helping others to learn um, coding related things um, and even just sharing links to like good podcasts and, and such. And it's it's been really helpful in getting like some good engagement on that which is kind of like a side goal of mine is to also boost my personal brand, which will only help me as a, I think a a business owner, you know, and someone who needs to find my own work. And then same with that on indie hackers, I kind of put up a post that was just like, Oh, um, you know, it was on my last day of work and like, this was my last day of being like full-time employed and kind of like, um, got a lot of great people like reaching out to say like, first of all, like congratulations and, um, you know, some helpful advice for like starting on the next steps. And, and I think it will be important to keep, um, engaging and sharing there because it's, um, it's just nice to have like, like-minded people. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. Stuff. Like I, first of all, I've been enjoying your tweets. Um, I can't say that all of them are necessarily, uh, in my domain, so I don't understand them <laughs> all, but I do read them all and like them all. Um, and also it's, so I didn't know that you were on the indie hackers forum, but it feels like a cool place to hang out if that's what people call hanging out online nowadays. But, um, yeah, I feel like it would be a very supportive community. I'm very interested to check that out. It was like way more so than I thought. And maybe it was just like the algorithm worked out in my favor for that day. But there were like a ton of people who are just like, you know, super warm and welcoming. And like, I didn't expect not that. Like, I wasn't like, oh, they're going to like tear me apart. But like, it was also <laughs> Go just Go back like, to work. <laughs> yeah. It was like so many people. Uh, and so, yeah, it was like a nice warm welcome. But obviously the hard part begins now where I have to start um, actually doing stuff. So... 
yeah what else there was like the work gym uh which um we've talked about before but basically is like an online community where people can go on and um do like a few hours of focus work at a time almost in pomodoro technique and um went on to their monthly planning Mm -hmm. uh and that was really really good i um and I was already planning to do kind of like a year end review. And so this was kind of like a good um, end of the month review. And they really get into, uh, they kind of set it up a bit differently than their usual process, which is just like put half an hour of work and then 10 minutes off. This was like a four hour session that you kind of guide yourself through a sp- filling out a spreadsheet with some details of like w- each day, what was that like? What did you accomplish? Um, and then you kind of put those things, um, you take each of those accomplishments or things that happened that day and say, what does this mean for my next month and what I should focus on there? And you'll put that into a next column. And then you'll go through a few different steps. And then at the end, you kind of get this output of like what your, um, you get this final spreadsheet page that says here are the things you've deemed as important for your next month now uh kind of pick how much time that you have um that you like and it this is where it actually kind of it sinks in as like a really good idea because it's like realistically how much time do you have to put towards these goals and you're like Mm -hmm. oh 60 hours maybe throughout the month because i have this many things or maybe you have 10 hours extra for the month And so you think about that and then you put how much time is each of these things going to take to realistically accomplish them. And so you'll be like, oh, well, so for me, one of the things was like, I want to focus more on um, honestly, just like better posture and like um, stretching and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and that's a big goal for me for the next month. And so it was like, how much time is that going to take? Well, if I do like now, instead of just like, oh, just have better posture or stretch every day it's like okay well if i'm gonna do like a yoga class that's realistic realistically like an hour and a half each day with like transport to get there and so if you only have 60 hours of extra time in the month to dedicate to things then that might be like 20 percent of your budget for like what you have to dedicate to improving things and so it was a really good exercise yeah i would be i'd be very curious to see the actual spreadsheet because i'm picturing it how i think it would look based on previous work gym spreadsheets, but I think, yeah, I've been doing a lot of planning. Um, but I think mostly so far from like a financial perspective, um, and then just kind of starting into like goal setting, but I'm definitely already feeling overwhelmed about kind of the different things that I have coming up in the next few months. Um, so I think that would probably be helpful in making things a little bit more realistic because I know that like what I'm looking down over here because of my notepad, I know that the things (laughs) that I want to do is probably quite a stretch right now. So, um, also, depending how certain things change in my life, it could be a stretch. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I think, yeah, that's a good time to like, I, I'm pretty much wrapped up here. So let's chat a bit more about what what's going on with you then. Cool. So um, in terms of personal life, yeah, I mean, same as you. It's been a few days of relaxing. So it was really nice. I had my younger brother's home from Germany. Um, so it's always good to see him. And then, um, we did Christmas in Toronto and then we went up to where my parents live for a few days, which was really fun. Um, 
I also got to show like Diego, my partner, like, you know, like my ridiculously small town um, and like take him around to like, this is where I went to high school and things like that. So that was really fun. Um, But I'm very happy to also just have some days to be alone right now. Um, So yeah, Christmas season was great. I'm glad to have just a few more days off before I get back into work. Um, Work will be, work is going to be very like, work from home, I think for the next month at least. Hmm. So my coordinator from Toronto is gone to Bangladesh. I always pronounce that wrong. Bangladesh, um, to work for the month. And then my two co-founders have been like primarily, uh, working from home. So I think that will be, Oh, so we can work together. That's fun. Um, I have an office for four. That's just me. If you want to go. Yeah, let's um, do it. Okay, cool. That'd be great. And so that's kind of just like standard stuff in terms of other things. So, um, we were speaking last time I was interviewing. So I have a final interview, um, in about a week and a half. So they'll give me a case study a week before, and then I'll prepare that and we will see how it goes. Um, one thing I really liked about this interview process is, um, they sent me written feedback from all of my interviewers. So I really liked that. It was pretty much aligned to uh, what I would have expected, though I thought some people might be like harsher about their feedback. Um, I think like, yeah, overwhelmingly good. The main piece of feedback or like area to like focus on is basically just like, you know, they have a lot of development teams that do things that I've never been exposed to. So it's just like, it's going to be a a big learning curve, but I think that would be the same for anybody going into this company. So Mm -hmm. it's not really, um, a bad thing. So that's interviewing. And then what else? Um, JavaScript. I've been doing that on the side. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've been doing that course from West boss, which I'm just like, absolutely in love with. I'm having so much fun. I enjoy it so much. Um, I want to find more time to do that because right now I've probably put in like, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine hours total. Um, which like in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, that's just one person's work day. So Mm -hmm. I would like to do more. Um, with that being said, I mentioned before that I'm like a bit overwhelmed with different goals. Um, and that is because, so I'm, I'm, I've started like a running program with a running group in Toronto and it's like probably going to be three nights a week. So that's a, that's a big commitment, but I have some like pretty big running goals that I want to meet, um, this year, which were goals from my past that I'm like, it's a specific, I basically like, it's a certain time that I want to hit for a half marathon and I really want to do it this year. And I, the last time I set this goal, I was off by a minute. So I really like, just want to like get it this year. Um, but it's going to take like a lot of discipline and then Spanish. Oof. Mm. I'm starting Spanish lessons again, which is really good. I've been practicing a lot on my own. Um, but this is another like really big goal outside of work. I would say Spanish and running are my biggest goals outside of like work or professional development, um, that are more like personal development stuff, but they're equally as important to me as work. So it's a lot to figure out right now. Yeah. I really need to set that as a priority, <laughs> especially like, uh, Gabby is Spanish, uh, speaking like she's from Venezuela and, and Christmas with her family, like they, not a lot of them really speak English. And so mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's just like, I really want to get to the point where I can be conversational with, uh, with her family because like they're all, they're all great. And like, you can tell like that, like 
that they're all such nice people, but we can't communicate very well together. And so it would be just like so nice to be able to, um, to do that because yeah. And so really I need to work on that and Gabby and I need to like kind of come up with a plan where maybe we speak a bit of Spanish each, each day and, and try to, and I need to take some time on my own to also do what you're doing and just like follow through on that. So yeah, yeah really, um, respect that decision on your part and i gotta like take your lead and and kind of like follow it i think what are tough yeah what are you finding as like a good way to go about doing that are you taking any like specific courses or are you doing any like lessons right now so i have a private tutor who i would like just absolutely highly recommend if you're looking for someone Mm -hmm. um he is amazing and his basically whole life passion is learning new languages he's just like a genius with languages, but actually Spanish is his first language. So like win-win. Um, so I'm going to be restarting lessons with him next week. Um, and then in terms of stuff that I do on my own. Um, so I have like a couple workbooks and I also have previous lessons from him that are things that I work through. Um, while like most formal Spanish teachers make fun, not make fun of, but they don't see like Duolingo and stuff as like the most valuable resource. I've actually been doing a lot of that just to build up my diction, which has been really great. Um, Um, and then there's actually a Duolingo podcast, which is meant more for intermediate. So it's a, it's Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a stretch for me, but I can kind of get through them. And it's all like, um, it's not one where they like get you to repeat things or anything. It's basically like they're telling stories in Spanish, but then there's kind of also an English narrator who doesn't do a direct translation, but just, it'll be part of the story in Spanish, part of it in English, part in Spanish. And so if you don't fully Mm -hmm. understand the Spanish, you can get some context in English, yeah, I've um, tried that before. It was yeah. it was way too early for me to to do that. And it's yeah. kind of like when I'm watching a movie, like I'm I'm like partly there, but then I lose focus. But sometimes at least with a movie you can regain context through the visuals, whereas a podcast you really can't. Like yeah. there's no guides like that. So The only show that I watch is occasionally I watch Octonauts, which is a children's show about mm-hmm. these little animals that scuba dive around. Um, Sounds but great. <laughs> it's basically the level of Spanish that I can understand. And because there's so much repetition, because it's for little kids, you can actually learn a lot of like new words. Um, but I would say like the most impactful thing I've done other than being in a Spanish speaking country is lessons with my tutor. He mm-hmm. is absolutely phenomenal. That's like, he got me from like zero to somewhere. So that was good. That That's awesome. I'm going to hit you up for that contact yeah. after. Um, cool. Anything else on your, your plate? Um, I guess the, there's two other things. So one more thing in personal life. Um, so I, I started seeing a counselor again, which has been like mind blowing. It's crazy mm. when people work in such different industries that you've never been exposed to. And then you start working with them and you're just like, wow, you're such an expert at what you do. Um, so like nothing like ridiculous is going on in my life, but I'm a pretty, um, high anxiety person. So I've just been looking for like tools and strategies to manage that better, especially as I kind of, you know, have been putting a lot of different goals and and targets on myself. So that's been amazing. And then I think the last thing is just going into this year and actually trying to figure out some type of a side project to work on, which is also what you mentioned. Um, my brother pitched me a couple different side projects or things that he's been thinking about. And Mm. so just to like, not just to do something. I mean, my brother has great ideas because he's very smart, but Mm -hmm. I really just like, even if it's rolling with someone else's idea for right now, I just want to follow through with that goal of finding a side project um, to work on and have uh, like, you know, updates for this, but also just something to kind of work on some new skills. So those are all the fun, big things. 
I think that's a really good idea is kind of like finding real problems that people are thinking of, of trying to solve. And yeah, um, kind of like I was listening to a podcast recently and some of the advice that they were um, that they were giving for even new coders who are trying to look at getting started into freelancing was like helping out friends and family before, you know, because like they might have ideas of projects or they might need a website or in your case, like maybe it's for a specific app or something. And it at least gets you starting to solve those problems. And, um, and then you can try and, probably while you're in that process, you're going to come up with like your own things and, and realize. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And this project would be an interesting mix between like web scraping, data analytics and web development. So like it, it's, it's a good combo of some things that we know and some, some, a lot of areas of growth. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I think it's good to like um, find someone else who, you can work with and kind of like solve some problems with. And maybe, you know, that's part of the thing that I'm, I'm struggling with too. It's just like, um, you have these ideas that you want to pursue maybe, but like maybe having a partner to like bounce things off of will be more valuable than just having the right idea. That's all your own. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I, I tend to be a more independent worker, but I think there's a lot of value and merit to having another person, A, for bouncing ideas off of, B, for accountability. Like the list goes on and on, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, that sounds great. And looking forward to, I guess we'll catch up next week and see how everything's going there. Yeah, awesome. So we'll call it at that then. Yeah, where can people find uh, all the stuff? <laughs> so you can find us um, on workpalspodcast.com and you can also follow us on Twitter at workpals. Awesome.